Albert Toomey, you are from Cork and you are here in Belvedere College on Catholic Schools Week to speak to the boys and the staff about your experience of having to forgive. Will you tell us, first of all, your story of what happened to you and the challenge to forgiveness that was posed to you? In July 2012, Khan, uh, my husband, Oshin, my 16-month-old little boy, and I, we travelled to Devon for our summer holidays. I was five months pregnant with little lady at the time, so we were afraid to fly. And bringing the car allowed us to bring little man's toys and have kind of home away from home. And we had six magical days together. Seventh day was just as magical, got up in the morning, went for a swim. Oshin loved the baths, so we were mad to take him to the swimming pool. It was raining in the afternoon, so we went to um, a craft. We were on our way to a craft centre because there was an indoor play area there uh, for little man. And on the way at 2.47pm, um, irreversible tragedy hit us. A suicidal driver, Marek Lartmersenim, crashed into us. Oshin went to heaven straight away, and little lady, and Con and myself were left fighting for our lives. We were hospitalised in the UK for six weeks, I suppose, and then we were air ambulance back to Cork. Um, and sadly, um, on the 3rd of May the following year, convent heaven as well so just me left flying solo everything uh, taken everything from your family yeah. life yeah. story of forgiveness um, I suppose the crash was in July in August uh, or we were air ambulance back to Cork and it was September I would have been in a wheelchair with pelvic plates and whatever and um, sitting beside Con in his ward and uh, priest friend of mine came in and he was talking about prayer and faith and then how, he how did you react to that you know I, you were faced with this utter senseless loss of mm-hmm. the life of your beautiful child your child in the womb mm-hmm. and your husband fighting yeah. for his life and somebody was talking to you about God and prayer what was your initial reaction well you know the funny you know, I suppose the ironic thing was I had decided I wouldn't go to Mass but yet I was saying the Rosary and the Divine Mercy every day beside Connie so I had to make up my mind was I going for all or nothing do you know so that was quickly I was I'd say that lasted for about two weeks and then I used to obviously I returned to going to Mass in the hospital but he asked me which I found extraordinary challenging and I was very cross about he asked me used to pray for Marek Lord mercy in him Marek was the Marek man who... Was cr- the and he was suicidal, wasn't yes, that right? Yeah, he left a yeah, suicide note. That's here. right. And he asked you straight out, can you pray for Marek? He used to pray for him, yeah. And I was raging, but I obviously didn't want to show it. So I said, no, I didn't pray for him or I didn't feel I ever could. And I was very angry, but I obviously didn't. But all I said was jeepers, no. And he said to me he'd pray for him on my behalf every day. Did he know you? No, no, no. Bit of a risk he took, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, was it? a bit of a risk, that's right, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was raging, it was only a matter of politeness, I didn't say worse, I'm sure. But yeah, he said he'd pray for him every day on my behalf, and I said, I hope you live to be very old, because I doubt I'll ever be able to pray for him. So that was it, that was September, and the November I used to always, I used to be up with Con every day. My parents and my family used to drive me up, God bless them. And um, I'd call to the church and light candles before I go home to mind him for the night. And November, 
I just lit a candle for Marek. Just pure. Thanks be to God, Father Michael was sent into my life because I dread to think where I would be with bitterness and rage and whatnot if he hadn't. So that you just decided, I just decided in November, I, yeah. I'm lighting a candle. He's a man I pray for every day in my life because he changed my life. You play, I think you pray for the people who are your closest, your nearest and dearest and your most influential people in your life. That man influenced my life. So yes, he's part of my prayers every day and will be for the rest of my life. Then I suppose I just, I kind of shifted my blame from Marek to the police officer who had followed Marek and turned on the siren, flashed the lights at him. I felt that contributed to him crashing into us. Yeah, maybe he could have done it better. Yes, I thought it yeah. should have been the principal of least intrusion, yeah. And it was the following November, Little Man's Inquest, I saw that police officer and I realised he was only a young guy like my brother. He got no guidance from the control room. So, yeah, that's where I forgave him and kind of started, I'm going to try and do something about this, and I started the camp that the guards here and the the British police and uh, the European police would be trained in suicide awareness. And now, thank God, a lot of them are. Just before I go on to that work that you were able to do by the freedom of forgiving, what does forgiveness mean for you? What does it feel like? What is it? Because nobody said sorry to you. No. But that's the thing. It's Forgiveness is about you. It's not about the other person. Because like that, Marek or the police officer were never able to say sorry to me. But I genuinely believe if they could, they would. But it's about letting go of a resentment. and a, Like I tried to think if I hadn't forgiven them, either of them, where I would be with bitterness and rage. And if that would bring back Conan O'Sheen and Lady, great, but it certainly wouldn't. So it's about giving yourself, I think, a, a sense of peace and a sense of, you know, like what they did was wrong and always will be wrong. It's not saying it's not about them, it's about you. Forgiveness is, is for you and it's mm-hmm. about you. So, yeah, I think it has given me the peace that they'll always be in my heart, obviously, and they'll always be travelling my journey with me. But it's allowing me to bring a little bit of positive out of our tragedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's what, I mean, as well as you then getting that release of peace and not having the bitterness and the mm. uptightness that comes or wanting revenge, which mm. would be understandable, it seems that it freed you up to do positive yes, things. Thank God, yeah. You started the, the training for the Gardaí. Yeah, well, I helped. Helped, I helped yeah, helped yeah. that you instigate. Yeah. yeah, the Gardaí here, and they were great, absolutely, now, Um Chief Superintendent Aidan Reid and the guys in Dublin Castle were very open to my thoughts and I've done a bit with the Welsh police and obviously Devon and Cornwall police. And they listen to you because yes. you have the authority. Well, <laughs> well the authority of the experience of suffering the consequences of not having training. Well, it's just, it's not a criticism, it's a learning from. I think what drove me to this was the when um, an independent report was done in our crash, the last line of the report said, there are no lessons to be learned. And I was enraged. I mean, three beautiful lives and Marek gone. Four out of five people and there was no lesson to be learned. So there are lessons to be learned and it's lovely to see they have learned lessons and they are doing things. And part of it is because Con O'Sheen and Little Lady were here. I'm just their voice. It's their mark. It's their mark in this world that life will improve for police and for poor souls who are suicidal because of them, do you know? 
So also then, and you spoke to the boys today about this as well, that not only did you do the work then with the police, but you also helped groups who were assisting people um, who had suffered death by suicide. Mm -hmm. Uh, Con's friends approached me in the 2014 after Con left, and we set up Toomey Family Memorial, uh, which is now, thank God, a registered charity. It's about remembering Con, O'Sheen and Little Lady, and promoting the value of how precious life is. So each year, the second weekend of June, which would be Con's birthday, we have 40k cycle, 110k cycle, chip time run, walk and a table quiz in their honour. And like I said, in promoting how precious life is. And it's to promote positive mental health and road safety. On the Saturday morning, Con was a fantastic hurler. So we have the under-12 Connie Toomey Memorial Cup. And I speak to the kids about road safety and the... We present them with a high-vis jacket and I tell them the truth of how seatbelt saved my life. I wouldn't be here but for it. And I ask them to become seatbelt sheriffs in their own cars to mom and dad or Uncle Joe or whoever's in the car, just to remind them, because sometimes people forget to put them on. To date, we've raised over 170000 And it's not about the money, it's about Connachine and Little Lady. But it's lovely to see that because of them, lives will be saved. You know, the money has gone to various suicide support groups and the hospitals looked after us and you know people are doing good and trying to mind life what does that give to you it's their legacy they were here for a reason does it get easier living without them no no No, it doesn't that's what i was going to say no it doesn't you're you're living and every time you speak about it or do something you go home alone yes yeah yeah but it's i suppose you get more used to it and they would want, I know, I'm sure Connor, he must laugh when it comes to June and you see several, you know, 100 people on bike wearing the Toomey Family Memorial jersey. It's about bringing a tiny bit of good out of enormous tragedy. And like it's a real community thing in Rock Chapel and Meelan. There are wonderful people, like you have well over 100 volunteers who come out, make sandwiches, do all things in the quiet. The weekend couldn't survive without them. And what would you say, Alba, to somebody who might say, I can't forgive, that's just a bridge too far, I can't do it, when somebody has wounded me so deeply? Oh, well, I'd say ask for the grace from the man above to give you a little bit of help. Because, like I said, it's... Forgiveness is all about you. It's not saying that what the other person has done to you is right, because it certainly wasn't right. Anyone who has hurt another person, there's no justifying it. It's completely wrong. But it's about yourself and giving you a tiny bit of peace that they've hurt you enough. Don't let them take over your entire life. And for you, it frees up a whole new life and legacy, as you say, Mm. that at least can turn some tragedy to good for others. Absolutely, yeah. And it's, oh, it's a, like I said, a sense of peace. And of course, it's hard to forgive. And there are times, do you know, you, it doesn't happen in the, it doesn't happen overnight. But it's, it's for you and it's about you. If you've been wounded, you deserve that little window of peace. And somebody mightn't say sorry. They never said sorry to me. Do I think they would have? I want to believe they would. So that's what I choose to believe. Like, it's very hard for people who are wounded by people and they have to live maybe in the same neighbourhood or whatever, but just try and think it's all about you, you know? Just because you forgive somebody doesn't mean what they did was right, because it certainly wasn't, but it's about yourself. You have 
a faith? Did you always have a deep faith? I always had a reasonably good faith. I mean, we'd go to Mass every weekend. I'd say, Conan, myself, would put Oshin to bed every night. We'd say his bedtime prayers. And I used to always stay, stay on with him and say the rosary. I probably have a stronger faith now. But I, I suppose... Yeah, I suppose I would, to be honest. I, I, heaven is more a reality when your nearest and dearest are there. Do you know? And I want to get there one day, please God. You want to see them again? Yes, I do. Yeah. I do. Absolutely. And do you sense them at all in any way at times? Oh, I know different times they've been with me. I, I, like It's like footprints. Mm-hmm. I know well. They pushed me out of bed in the morning. Mm-hmm. They did. They did, absolutely. They gave me courage to do things I've done that I possibly never dreamt I'd be able to do in their honour. So, yeah, without a doubt. And I know, like, I remember uh, just a silly business to do with the mortgage after Con left. And I remember ringing a coroner saying, my best friend told me to ring you. And if she knew my best friend was in heaven, she'd have probably signed me away. <laughs> but I went, yeah, I was in the cemetery and I asked for help. And I got a message into my head to ring the coroner. And I came home and went, oh, my God. Uh, it was just to do with a death cert, whatever. But, yeah, I, that's all I said was my best friend told me to ring you. And you got it sorted? Yeah, and I got it sorted, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Another thing before I finish, you call your Oshin little man and yeah. your baby of five months, little lady, is that her name? That's the name. Little lady was baptised by mom and dad over in Derford. Um, well, our priest, obviously. And between mom and dad and Con's mom and dad, they had decided if it was a little boy, they'd call him after Connie. And if it was a little girl, they'd call her after me. So she was baptised Albert Marie. I wouldn't have called her Albert Marie, but I was in a coma. It wasn't my business. And so that's, I suppose I've always called her little lady. It's a beautiful name. Your parents, are they still alive yes, and God. how are they all? Great, thank God, yeah, they're wonderful people. And do they understand, can they participate in your forgiveness as well? Because yes, it's a God. loss for them, they were grandparents. Yes, thank God, they're extraordinary people, they really are. I mean, how they didn't get a heart attack mm-hmm. the night the guards came to them, I will never know. Instead, they got to Dublin and they got in a plane out because I wasn't going to, to survive the night, you know. And they got the first plane out. And they stayed outside with us for the five or six weeks until we were our ambulance back to Cork. What age were you, Abba? Because you look so young now. I was 36, yeah. I'm 44 now. So, eight years of huge transformation. Are you still friends with the priest? I am, yeah. He'd be a very good friend of mine, yeah. God bless the man. So the work will go on and go on and you'll carry your peace but also your pain yes. as you go through. Yeah, but and, and the big thing is that we bring positive. The Khan, Nusheen and Little Lady left their mark. Life is better for other people because they were here. They didn't go without a reason. <laughs>